Before we get into today's episode, I want to share with you a song off of my brand new album called Speak to the Mountains. This is a fantastic album that Sadie, my wife, and I recorded together. And if you love what you hear, then I want to invite you to my website, awakenedtograce.com, where you can order it for yourself or for a friend. Check it out today at awakenedtograce.com. I hope you enjoy this song right before today's sermon. I'm gonna sing till my heart starts changing. I'm gonna worship till I mean every word. Cause the way I feel And the fear I'm facing Doesn't change who you are Or what you deserve I give you my worship You still deserve it You're worthy You're worthy You're worthy of my soul Pour out your praises and blessing and breaking. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy of my song. Yes, you are, yes, you are. Jesus, you're worthy. Yes, you are, yes, you are. I'm gonna live. Like my King is risen I'm gonna preach to my soul That you've already won Even though I can't see it I'm gonna keep believing Every promise you make Is as good as done I give you my worship still deserve it. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy of my soul. I pour out your praises and blessing and breaking. You're worthy, you're worthy, Jesus, you're worthy. sat by that hospital bed you were worthy when she could barely lift her head you were worthy after all those tears were shed you were worthy I'll never stop singing your praise I'll never stop singing your praise in the blessing in the pain you are worthy When you say yes or no or wait You are worthy Through it all I choose to say You are worthy I'll never stop singing your praise I'll never stop singing your praise When I find 
Hi, I'm Chad Robertson. I'm so glad you're listening today to Awaken to Grace because it's part two of a special sermon called Christ the Source. We are walking through the entire book of Hebrews. Today we come to chapter five. Today I want to ask the question and answer the question, what is the source of your salvation? Is it yourself, your good intentions, your good morals, your, your own kindness? Is it that you're a good person? Perhaps it's that you are a religious person and you're relying on church or religion or some kind of religious experience. No, my friends, the Bible teaches that Christ and Christ alone is the source of eternal salvation. That's what we're going to talk about in today's episode of Awakened to Grace. I'm glad you're listening, my friends. Why is his priesthood forever? Because God raised him from the dead. Because he ever lives to make intercession for us. Verse 7 The author is going to say, in his days of the flesh, in other words, in his humanity, the 33 years that he walked this earth, what did he do? Well, he offered up to God prayers and supplications, and God heard him because of his reverence, and he cried out to God. Here's the point of verse 7. The life that Christ lived on the earth was a life of faith. You need to remember that. Jesus was not only powerful because he was the Son of God, which indeed he was. He was powerful because he prayed. And the same invitation is given to us. For what did the disciples say? Lord, teach us how to pray. And what verse 7 says is he lived a life of prayer. He lived a life of faith. Why? Because he is the perfect mediator between man and God. Verse number 8. I love this verse so much. Look what it says. Although, have you guys ever seen me go so fast? Verse number 8. Although he was a son... He learned obedience by what he suffered. Now that is a staggering verse. Although he was a son, he learned obedience by what he suffered. What does that mean? Now being the son of God, that's his deity. And he had nothing to learn in his deity. He had nothing to learn. But learning obedience, now follow this, was his humanity. What this means is Christ had to go through the sufferings. He had to face the temptations. He had to walk through the experiences of life as a man. Remember what we've always said. We think of the sufferings of Christ only at Calvary, but that's not true. He suffered his entire earthly life. Why? Because he humbled himself. What does Philippians 2 say? Not thinking that equality with God was a thing to be held on to, 
but he humbled himself being made lower than the angels. This was the suffering of his humanity. This was the word becoming flesh and dwelling among us. This is God becoming Emmanuel that he would walk through every experience of humanity and that through it, he would learn obedience. Now, we're going to link that phrase, learn obedience, to the next verse. But I'm not going to go there just yet. So keep this in your mind. Distinguish, the, make, make a dividing line in this verse. Although he was a son, that's his deity, he in fact is the son of God. And on earth, he was not some of God and some of man. He was 100% God as well as 100% man. Okay? That's his deity. But that he would learn obedience was his humanity through what he suffered. Now, verse 9, and I love this. Being made perfect. Oh, Chad, I thought Christ was already perfect. I thought that he lived a sinless life. Yes, you would be correct. The word perfect there means complete. Can you see the beauty of this? His deity interwoven with his humanity made the perfect and complete high priest for us. He was made perfect. It was complete. It was lacking nothing. Now as prophet, he could represent God to man. Now as priest, he can represent man before God. Perfect, complete, lacking nothing that now watch this. Now say amen if you're with me right now. Oh, I love this. That now being made perfect what is he now? He is the source of eternal salvation. Oh, he is the source of eternal salvation. You will not get salvation in a religion. You will not get salvation through a priest or a preacher. You will not get salvation through a church. You will get it only through one man, only through one place. It is the Son of God, Jesus Christ. He is the source. And let me help some people today. I don't know who this is, but this is exactly what the Holy Spirit has directed me to say today. And I don't know who it's for, but I know it's a word for someone in season. Where do you grocery shop? Not all at once, of course. I wouldn't ask you to do that. Food City, Walmart, Aldi, Ingalls, Kroger. Did somebody say McCoy's? Oh, you like me, I like McCoy's. <clears throat> All of these places, Ingalls, Kroger, Food City, Walmart, all these places. Is that the source of our food supply? No. If Kroger announced tomorrow, 
We're closed and out of business. All you who go to Kroger, what would you do? You'd go somewhere else. I'd recommend McCoy's, but whatever. Low budget. I noticed no one said Target. I did notice that. Maybe you think you're better than everybody else. I don't know, but you know. I'll go to McCoy's with Sadie and I'll have a coffee with me. I'll say, do they not have like the cup holders like Target has? <laughs> no, they don't have that. Anyways, that's not the point. I'm getting off in the weeds. I don't got time for that. I got to hurry. <clears throat> Here's my point. There, although there are many channels of food, they are not the source. They are only the channel. Oh, let me help you today. Some of you have gotten hurt by the church. Some of you, right now, you're wrestling with offense because somebody's offended you. You're wrestling with hurt because someone has hurt your feelings. And what the human tendency is, is to walk away from God when you get hurt by the church. But let me remind you today, the church is not the source of your salvation. Jesus Christ is, amen? The church is just simply a channel. It is not the source. So don't get your eyes on the church. Because I'll promise you this, if your eyes are, if, if it is ever on the church, if your eyes are ever on me, I promise you this, you will be let down and you will get hurt and you will get offended. Because we are nothing more than a channel and that's it, nothing more. The source is Christ. Are your eyes on Christ and Christ alone? People will always hurt you. They'll always let you down. People will offend you. People will discourage you. People will betray you. People will talk about you. People will leave you out. And they'll do all kinds of things. But people, they are not the source of your salvation. So don't give them that honor. You reserve that for Christ alone. Amen? And then when those times come that you do get offended or you do get hurt or whatever, because those things are inevitable, because we're human, right? And we walk alongside of other humans. So those things will happen. But when you see Christ as your source, you're going to have the right perspective and you will be able to fulfill the Scriptures which is love one another, encourage one another, bear one another's burdens, forgiving one another, just as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. And you'll be able to go forward in your faith. Some of you today, you're stuck in your faith because you've gotten offended along the way. And today, if you're wrestling with resentment, if you're wrestling with bitterness, if you're wrestling with unforgiveness, 
if you're wrestling with offense. Let me tell you the remedy. Take your eyes off of people and put your eyes squarely on the source, which is Jesus. Now, lastly, this is where I close. Being made perfect, he's now the perfect mediator, God and man. Being made perfect, he's now the source of eternal salvation. For who? For those who obey him. What was the entire point of chapter 3 and chapter 4? The entire point was Israel's unbelief, that Red Sea generation. And what did we say for weeks? When the heart becomes filled with unbelief, out of the heart will come unbelief and out of the will will come disobedience. And the theme has been unbelief and disobedience. Oh, but what happens when you're in the source? What happens when you're walking with Jesus just as he learned obedience as a son? Just as he learned obedience by what he suffered, he now is our perfect mediator. Now he is our source of eternal salvation. And now what's the result of our lives? We obey him. Here's what I want you to see. Just as disobedience is the result of unbelief, obedience to Christ is the result of faith. So what are you filled with today? Faith or unbelief? Because the outcome will either be obedience or disobedience. What will make the difference? Well, here's the question. Who is your source today? And if your source is Jesus, well, you're going to begin to walk in obedience. Verse 10, it says that he was, uh, oh, give me the word, uh, not appointed. Give me what the word says. Designated. Thank you. He was designated by God in the order of Melchizedek. Now, if you are a student of the Bible, you probably scratch your head when you see Melchizedek. When I committed to preach through the entire book of Hebrews, the number one question mark for me was Melchizedek. I pictured, I can remember when I had eyesight, if it was like an unknown picture of, of somebody, it would be a dark shadowy figure with a big question mark over it. And that's what Melchizedek is for me, was for me. I've spent a lot of time on Melchizedek. I'm not going to share it today. I'm out of time. So, But good news, we are going to dive into it. Chapter 7 is going to bring us back to Melchizedek. And Lord willing, I will explain to you everything I know about Melchizedek. But my point for today is that the Holy Spirit has put this in the scriptures because it's going to magnify the great high priest of Jesus and his office even more so. So here's your homework. If you don't know who Melchizedek was, if it just, 
<laughs> if you're like me and you go, I don't understand that, dig into it. Do your own homework. Look up who Melchizedek is and how it relates to the priesthood of Christ. And when we get there in a few weeks, you're going to be right there with me. And we're going to enjoy the scriptures together. Can we say amen today? With your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Is Christ your source today? Or are you looking at other things? Looking at other people? Looking at other circumstances to fulfill you? Or is Jesus the source? Jesus, I want to pray for every person listening that they would never look to the channel of the church but directly to you, the source. Help us not to find even in our spouses or even in our children or our career or our nest egg or in our hobbies or interests let us never substitute the source for other things that we love all of those things are channels of God's love but they are not the source Help us not to get that wrong. And for those of us who perhaps we have gotten it wrong, get us right back on track. And let us replace those things. Again, they're channels. They're good. They're not bad in themselves. They're blessings of God. But let us put you, Jesus, in your rightful place in our lives and in our hearts. We worship you because you are the center. We worship you because you are the great high priest. We love you with all our hearts today. In Jesus' name. And everyone said. Have you signed up for my weekly devotional email? Every Tuesday, I send out a devotion that will help you grow in your faith. Go to my website, awakentograce.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and when you sign up and submit your email, you'll get a direct message from me every Tuesday. Sign up today at awakentograce.com.